Welcome to the My Best Mom Friend Podcast. My name is Sandra, and I'm the virtual mom bestie you didn't know you needed. Grab a cup, make yourself comfortable, and allow me to spill the tea on motherhood. Welcome back to the My Best Mom Friend Podcast. Today, I sat down with my friend Ina. Um, Her account is at Motherhood Therapy. She is fabulous. She is one of my first real like virtual mom besties in this mom space who I actually text with weekly all the time. Um, And so because we have such a good rapport, we didn't really have, I didn't have any questions, like specific questions to ask her. And we didn't really have any super specific talking points other than mom burnout. So I feel like this episode is kind of all over the place, so please bear with us. To be honest with you, my brain has been all over the place lately. I feel pretty burnt out, like I'm trying to do too much. I feel stretched thin, and like my brain is just ping-ponging all day long all over the place. So yeah, I feel like this episode is about just that. It's about the load of motherhood. It's about mom burnout and mom's trying to juggle it all, feeling stretched thin and like the mental load of motherhood and the physical load are just so heavy. So let's get into it. Okay, this is our second try to start our episode. So, Ina, (laughs) I have been following you for over a year now. We have become like actual virtual mom besties, but also we text and voice text each other almost every day now, I feel like. Um, So for those listening who don't already follow you or know you over on Instagram, give us a little introduction about who you are and what your message is. Absolutely. So Sandra, I just want to say that your name, my best mom friend just sums it up so well, because you are one of the most caring people that I have met on this, uh, virtual journey into the mom sphere of Instagram. And, um, they owe your voice notes. I think we could write a book between us on how to be mom friends through our voice notes. Um, so thank you for having me on. Absolutely. So let me share a little bit about me and what I'm doing on Instagram. I started my Instagram journey in the middle of COVID. Um, just like you, I had a pandemic baby and it was really interesting because I felt so alone, um, and also so lost as a newly licensed therapist, because what I knew of traditional therapy was like face to face and nobody was face to face anymore. And I felt so alone, but I also wanted to educate because I remember being in personal therapy and just thinking like, Hey, I have some tools to get through this time, but how about some of the moms that don't? And, So I started at Motherhood Therapy to provide support for other moms, but also to find community and uh, friendships and really send out a message to other women that like motherhood is hard, but I think if you tap into your confidence and the resources that you already have, like you got this. 
Um, so that's always kind of been my message. So you'll see, like, if you look at my posts, I really try not to do try this or that type posts or parenting prompts. I kind of did that in the past, but I realized like, I think if you just help a mom feel seen in her journey, um, sometimes that's all they need to really tap into what they already know and show up as the best version of themselves. So that's really what I'm trying to do. And that's the message that I'm putting out there on Instagram. I love that. And I love that that's like at our fingertips, right? Because therapy is so expensive, but the way your approach is like, just like me, like wanting to be someone's mom friend virtually, right. To build that community. But then you're also taking some of like your knowledge and expertise and kind of helping us moms and yeah, just like navigating how hard motherhood really is. Absolutely. And I think also like the biggest thing for me in my message, and I hope it comes across is that, you know, I put out posts that are very vague, but I hope that the person who is reading him or reading them and taking in the information just feels seen because nobody can tell you how to parent your child and nobody can truly give you the tools to get through what you're going through. I believe that like we already have them within us. And if somebody is just out there being like, Hey, when you see a mess in your living room, like it triggers you when your child whines, like you want to rip your earlobes out. Like, and that's okay that you feel that way. That doesn't make you a bad mom. Um, But what now, like, what do we do with that? And sometimes just having that reassurance, even from a stranger online, make somebody feel like, Hey, I'm not a bad mom, or I'm not a total failure. Like, yeah, it is normal to be triggered by whining. It is normal to feel burnt out when your house is a mess. And also it's almost impossible to keep up with all of the demands on top of that. So it's really just like normalizing the journey that we're all on, like collectively. Yeah. And I think that that message hopefully is being seen and heard and people are like feeling better. And, um, yeah, (laughs) yeah, no, definitely. And I think it's beautiful what's happening in this like mom space. Now this, this little mom world corner of the internet that we're all in is that it's not just the highlight reel anymore, right? We want to talk about the real shit. And it's like, no one used to talk about these things. No one was like, here's how messy my house really is. Or like, here's what's driving me nuts about my children or my husband, right? Like people don't like complain or like want to be too honest about the things that, you know, are going on inside their heads because they, like you said, it's like, is it normal to feel this way? Is it normal that motherhood is this hard? Um, or that I'm feeling this way. So I think having that validation and just that people are being more honest now is so important. It's like such a breath of fresh air. You know, when you're saying that, I'm just thinking about like, why did Instagram get started? Right. It was like an instant photo mm-hmm. of like what you're eating or like what you're doing. It's like a little highlight into right. your day to day. Right. And it was like, people jumped on that bandwagon and they start sharing highlights of their life. But then every wave there's a backlash. Right. And I think that a lot of people that were spending time being influenced by others on Instagram, Facebook, they started to feel like, well, what's wrong with me? Mm -hmm. And then there's like these amazing creators like you who are just like, wait, there's nothing wrong with you. And also 
I'm going through it too. Like yeah. I feel this way too. Um, and I know you share a lot about your postpartum journey online, which I feel like is so important because, you know, I'm on my, I have two kids. I had a baby during the pandemic, but with my first, you know, six, seven years ago, I don't remember any, like, I remember, I don't know if you follow, there's certain people out there like Rachel Hollis. Um, she got really big on Facebook out of all places, right? Like not even Instagram because she shared a photo of her stomach. Like that went viral, like her postpartum belly. And that was like, when I was like, yeah, yeah. You know, but now there's so many women out there that are sharing their journey and they're making like, can you imagine like there's a mom out there somewhere, like just had a baby feeling so alone. And then she comes across your reel and is like, laughs for a second. Like that just brings joy. Yeah. And I think that is so important to share not only like what is going on with us, but not just the highlights of those moments, but also bring in humor, right? Like, I think that's so awesome. And it's probably so healing for so many women out there. Yeah. I have to laugh at the hard parts or I'll just cry (laughs) basically. But it's interesting what you said, because yes, Instagram was this like, instantaneous right like take a picture of what you're doing and then it became this like beautifully curated like let me do a flat lay and like make the scene perfect instead of just like in the moment right so it's it is interesting how it evolved but I want to talk to you today about mom burnout because you have recently put out a very helpful pdf that I will leave in the show notes for listeners to download but um Can you talk to us a little bit, first of all, like what mom burnout is so that we know if it's something we're experiencing and then we can kind of dive deeper in like how this is affecting so many women like that are working moms or even stay at home moms and kind of how to navigate that. So I think burnout really has a lot to do with, and at least for me is when you are doing something, but you want to be somewhere else. Like you're like, you're putting your child to bed, but you're already thinking about like your Netflix show, right? Mm -hmm. It's like your kids are baking something with you and you're already thinking about like, you need to clean the, the, the dishes that you need to clean after. So I think some of the burnout that is happening is there's a lot of pressure to be doing like, what is the next thing that we need to be doing as a mom, right? It's like, the laundry, the dishes. And, um, so I'm seeing a lot of moms feeling burnt out because they're just spread so thin and there's so much on the to-do list that like, we've lost our ability to be present in the moment Yeah, and almost stop, have stopped trusting our ability to be a parent for our child. So, that's where we also go back. This is kind of like what I was talking about in the beginning is like, I really try to stay off of like parenting prompts and telling people what to do, because I think when you don't trust yourself and you're not uh, fully present with yourself as a parent and really in the moment, it's so easy to burn out because you're just stretching yourself so thin, right? It's like, you're not, you're not actually playing with your child. You're already overstimulated. You're not actually, you know, doing the dishes. You're already thinking about doing the laundry. Right. So I think a lot of burnout that's happening right now is moms having so much to do, taking on so much, and then 
their inability to be present in the moment. So it's kind of like a catch 22, right? You're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I've been noticing that a lot too lately that I've, I mean, lately I feel very stretched, very thin. And like, I really noticed it last night that I felt like I was on autopilot. I recently talked about how, um, I don't want to say annoying, but how annoying my son's like bedtime routine is where like he needs his back rubbed when he's in the crib and I'll be like rubbing his back, like facing, you know, the door instead of like really focus on like the crib and like where he's laying. And I'm just like rubbing his back kind of like willy nilly half assed Right. Because I'm already thinking about like this running list in my head, like, what do I want to accomplish as soon as he's asleep? And then, and then you kind of get frustrated if he like pops his head back up and is like, mommy, like don't leave yet. You know? Cause it's like, I just work so hard to try to get you to sleep and you're still awake and it's cutting into other things I, I want to do, but really like first and foremost, you know, is being a mom. Right. So I think it's, I'm having to learn to do a better job prioritizing what really is important to do, like just time management and, um, kind of figuring out like what doesn't matter as much. And then trying to be a little bit more present with whatever task I'm doing, because I feel like my brain has been like ping ponging all over the place lately. See, you nailed it. I think that's what it is. It's like being present and also understanding like, what do you really want? And like, that's something I I talked about in the PDF is like, what do you really want? (laughs) And I, I, I use this example from that, um, from the movie, The Notebook, when Noah's like, like, what do you want? And she's like, it's not, she's like, it's not that simple. Yeah. And it's like, it's true. It's like, but what do you want? Like, do you want to have a clean home? Like, what are your priorities? Because I don't think that everything can be a priority to one person, like 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Right. So it's like, yeah what's important to you and like, what kind of mom do you want to be? How do you want to show up? So like for me, for example, I realized that like, it's so much more important for me to have, you know, even 20 minutes quality time or connection with my children than be schlepping them to activity to activity, like every day after school. Right. Cause I'm not connecting with them and they're not having the downtime. So that was something that I had to really think about, like how many activities are my kids in? Um, Because I'm, I'm stretched thin, you know, like picking them up, taking them home, putting on the soccer gear, you know, loading the car, like let's go. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was something that I had to think about too. Um, Another thing is like, how much am I volunteering at the school? And I don't know if anyone's listening from the school. I love you guys very much. (laughs) And I love all of my activities that I volunteer for, but really like, can I serve hot lunch all the time? Like, can I join a committee? Like I just got asked to join another committee and there's everything inside of me wants to be like, no, I can't. Right. Um, And sometimes I do say no, but all of that is like, it's input output. It's like your energy in your energy out. And that's not only just like physical, I think that is causing moms to burn out, but it's mental, right? It's like, mm-hmm. it's like when you're putting your son to bed, it's like, what do you really want? Like what is important for you? 
is it going and doing the dishes in that moment? Then if it is, then set stricter boundaries around bedtime. Yeah. Uh, but is it like being present in the moment? Right. Cause at some point they do fall asleep on their own. I'll never forget. Like with my daughter, there was this moment when she was like, I don't know, like four and a half. I, my husband's like, she can go to bed by herself. And I was like, you think so? And he's like, <laughs> totally I was like okay so I went back in her room and I was like we were doing the bedtime thing and then I plopped up I was like you don't need mommy to lay here till you fall asleep do you and she started laughing and I was like okay I'm gonna lay for five minutes I'm setting a timer on my phone and you know and then so now I don't really lay with my eldest till she falls asleep anymore but obviously my toddler he needs me but so it's like what is important to you in that moment right because like the days are fleeting. He's not always going to need you to lay with him. But I think when it's like, I want to lay with him, I want to do the dishes. I want to finish, you know, probably editing something. I want to do all of these things. Like your mind is stretched so thin. Right. So it's like really dialing in and being like, what is important to me right now in this moment? What am I capable of doing? Um, Let me just get those things done without thinking about everything else. Right. Yeah. So burnout, like I said, is mental and it's physical. Yeah. I feel like right now for me, it's very mental. I'm just trying to do way too much in so many different directions that I can't even imagine yet having to add like extracurriculars and like sports and things like that to everything else that I feel like I'm doing. And, you know, it's, it's funny what you said about thinking about what's important to you. My husband and I had this conversation a few months ago when like the mental load felt really heavy. And, you know, that's something that again, like more moms are talking about now and that invisible load of motherhood and all that we do. And we talked about it and I explained to him like what all is going on in my mind. That's like weighing me down. And then he's explaining to me how he feels like he's doing so many more of like the visible tasks, like think. I'm so grateful. He does the laundry. He cleans the kitchen. He cooks. Like he does all these like domestic things. Should, should we uh, husband swap for a weekend? <laughs> no, <laughs> oh, okay. I don't want to do it all. Okay, um, but like he was explaining that he's really annoyed with me that he does the laundry and folds the clothes and puts them in the basket like near my closet, and that I will go like a full week before taking them out, putting them in the closet and returning the basket to him so he can continue his cycle of laundry. And I was like, I'm so glad you told me that because I don't even want you to fold my clothes. I hang everything. Like, you know that I hang everything. Why do you always fold them? And like, it's so awesome that he does that. But it was just like sitting down and having that conversation. Like you're doing this work that takes you however long. And I don't even need you to do that because it's not important to me. You know what I mean? So we talked about that with a bunch of different like household tasks and kind of figured out like what he enjoys doing more and what I like I love to vacuum he doesn't mind scrubbing toilets so like we've just kind of figured out I think a better balance so I think like you said having that conversation with yourself but maybe also with your partner can be really helpful too absolutely because it's like not everybody wants to do the same things right and it's like it's a load. And that is something that I do talk about in the freebie as well is like, take things off of your list, right? We have so much on our list and you brought up a really valid point. It's like you, if you're not communicating with other people, how are people going to know that are close to you, that you have 
some things on their list that some things on your list that if somebody took that from you, that would just help you so much. That would free up so much of your mental and physical capacity as like a mom. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of women, uh, prior to going like solely like virtual with my therapy practice, I was, um, teaching mommy and me and a big thing for a lot of women, especially new moms is asking for help. Yeah. Nobody wants to ask for help. It it's, it's so common, right? It's like, I can do it all. Don't worry. Yeah. And it's what you said. It's like, you never want to say no. Like when you're being asked to volunteer at these committees at your child's school, you don't want to say no and you don't want to ask for help. And then, then you're burnt out and you're wondering why, but you made me think of something that I have been trying to explain on my Instagram and have not been able to. So we'll see if I can like word vomit this out. What my husband said when we were talking about the mental load and it made so much sense to me, but I haven't figured out how to like undo this. So I like to make to-do lists. I'm sure most women do like whether it's in your head or like physically on paper or on an app. And I put like every single thing that I feel like I need to do because I feel like I have to get it out of my brain so that my brain can like chill out a little bit, if that makes sense. And he was like, okay, but you're putting stuff on there. That's really not like due for another like three or four weeks. So then you're like crossing out things that are done, but that one thing keeps getting carried over to the next week, right? It's like when you're not closing the loops, if that makes sense. Yes. So you feel like you're never done. You feel like you're never accomplished. So I'm like trying to figure out how to like remember the things I need to do, but not have them like overload me mentally because I don't need to do them right this week. Does that make any sense? That like makes me think, right? Like how important is that, that thing on your list? If it keeps getting carried over to the next week. And I think like, as moms, we do that. I know for me, one of the things that's always on my list is like print the kids birthday photos. It's like all the time. It's like on my list, but it's like, if it keeps getting pushed over, then is it really a priority? Like, is there space to let it go? Yeah. So I'll give you the example he and I talked about. Um, he, I was like, okay, well, I like, for example, like if it's, if it's your mom's birthday coming up, right? Like I'm going to put on my to-do list. Like I need to get her gift and card or whatever. And he was like, we always get her the same thing. We usually get them a gift card to their favorite restaurant. So literally you buy that at the grocery store. It's like one of those, you know, preset gift cards. He's like, I don't understand how this is a part of your mental load. Like we get her the same thing every year. And literally you go to the grocery store or target all the time. It's not like it's out of your way, but like, he was like, I don't understand. Like for me, if I was the one doing it, I would just on the way to her house for her birthday, stop at CVS and get it and not think about it before then and never think about it again. And I'm like, I don't know. This is just how I'm wired. It's like, I feel like I don't know. I feel like I have to like be more thoughtful than that. Like it can't be a last minute thing. Does that make sense? It does. And it's funny because I think as moms, we, we hold on to the pressure of being there for everybody. Yeah. And so I think like in terms of making a list and knowing what is a priority is so hard for so many people. And I think that we don't really realize like how hard it is to keep up with the demands for yourself and for other people. And to the point where it could maybe even be like 
if you're in a season of your life where you can't keep up with the demands, it's like almost just like accepting it. Right. It's just like, not going to get it to everything all the time. I'm not going to be able to show it for everybody. Um, it's funny that you wouldn't like when you're saying this, I keep remembering, like when I first had my daughter, I used to be so terrified of people just showing up to my house because prior to having kids, um, I was always really tidy, like wake up in the morning, make my bed dish. Like there was never any dishes in the sink. And I remember talking to a friend and I'm like, oh my God, people are going to come over or my mom is stopping by or like, uh, somebody's coming by to go to pick something up or whatever. They're going to see my house is a mess. They're going to think like, I'm such a bad mom. And my friend was like, no, you, you, if somebody's going to come into your house on a Tuesday at two o'clock and you have a six month old baby, they should be expected to walk into a mess, right? Yeah. Like it's almost impossible to keep up, right? So it's like you work, you balance social media, you do all of these things, like it's okay, right? Like yeah, that you pick up a birthday card like on the way to the birthday, like right. that is something that should, sh- I hate to say use the word should, but like be almost expected because this is the season of life that you're in. Like this is what you're capable of. And I also think, especially in terms of like mothers and mother-in-laws for the most part, if somebody already lived through the season that you are, that you are in, there's probably more compassion and empathy than we realize Yeah, and understanding for what we're going through. Right. But it's us like letting go of this, like person that we want to show up to the world right. and like really accept what we're capable and what we have the capacity for like right now. Yeah. So I don't know if that answers it, but that's just like what comes up for me. Yeah. No, I have no idea if it answers it or not. Cause I don't even understand <laughs> my question, but, um, I, I do, I think it's like this, like, I talk about this all the time. Like you're, you're, you've shed who you were, like you are, you have this baby, you're not the same person. Right. And I think it probably comes down to like having to acknowledge that and come to terms with the fact that you are not that person you're not you know the the super tidy house you know put together outfit like that's not you anymore you know and I don't know I don't know if it's like just hard for us to come to terms with or if we were always like so on top of things and now we feel really behind or we're always late to everything right it's not like who we really are or who we want to be Right. It's like this I'm going like, in circles. Well, no, but it's like, it's like the shadow, right? It's like, there's a shadow inside of us of this person that we, that yeah. we were before we had kids and we're trying so hard to like hold on to them. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. by, by their pigtails and be like, don't leave me yeah. because I love you so much. And I want, and there's this constant chase, right. To get that feeling back of like how we felt before we had kids. And I know, yeah. Um, this kind of ties into like, I know we've talked before when you had shared that when you had your son, you were thinking about, uh, not working anymore and like how tough that must've been for you. Yeah. Um, because it is tough, right? It's like you, you have a career, you work towards something and then you have this child and you're like, okay, so what does that mean? 
Yeah. Like, and, and there's a part of you that's like, I, not you, but just like in general, right. Where it's like, well, I like, especially if you are, you know, a type a or whatever the, those enneagrams are where you're like an yeah. overachiever and you're like, I want to be the best mom now. Like I was the best at school. I was like yeah. the best therapist in training, um, straight a student, like whatever. Now I'm going to be the best mom. I'm going to have the cleanest house. My kids are going to eat super organic food and um, I'm going to be the best version of myself as a mom and I'm going to be super fit and I'm going to wear the cute outfits, Um, you know, back to like what we were talking about, like how Instagram used to be, but you can't kind of live up to this like expectation that you're putting on yourself. Yeah. There's so much shame and there's so much guilt in that. And we moms hold on to that so deeply, right? It's like wanting to be this person we used to be also wanting to be the best mom. And it's like, where, where's that? Where's the baseline? Like where, where can we breathe? Yeah, no, I, I had all those thoughts. Like I'm going to dress like this as a mom and I'm going to look like this and my child and I are going to do this. And then yeah, to be three months postpartum feeling super depressed and anxious and crying every time I went on care.com to look for a nanny. I mean, I had those conversations with my husband. I was like, I can't go back to work. Like I can't, but in reality, the real me like pre-baby, like loved her career. I like, I worked so hard. I'm in sales. So it's not one of those things you can just say, you know what, I'm going to put this on hold for two years and go back to it because you have to build up your client base, right? Like if, if you leave that goes to someone else and you start over from scratch. So like I had a very successful six figure career that I was about to walk away from because like mentally, I could not fathom someone else watching my child while I was back at work, even though I was working from home and was going to have a nanny at the house. So I wasn't even like technically away from my child, but like where I was at mentally, I like, I knew it was irrational that I was like feeling how I was feeling. And I knew that it wouldn't be the right decision to leave my job. But I like, I felt so strongly, I don't know it was just a really hard time. And I'm so glad I didn't walk away from it. And then when I went back, it it was this feeling of like, oh, wow, like, this is what it feels like to be good at something because I didn't feel like I was really good at motherhood at first, right. So going back to work actually ended up being really nice to, to be able to talk about things that I, I knew, you know, how to do and felt like I was an expert at something again. It's interesting that you bring up working from home while you have a nanny, but, but then feeling guilty about that. And it's like, what, you know, I think I had a, I had a different experience in terms of like going back to work or not going back to work. And also I felt guilty and it's like, I don't know if we moms can win. Like you're just, you know, and like, for example, like even my sister, she's, um, she's in, she's in news and she went back to like, literally like physically went back to work with both children at like two, two or three months postpartum. And I remember talking to her and she was torn to pieces. Yeah. Um, I didn't go back to work even slightly part-time till my daughter was 18 months old and I was torn to pieces. And, you know, even when I decided to have a second child, I was torn to pieces because I was like, now I can't be 100% to this child. Yeah. So I think like, there's almost like no winning in that regard. It's just this like 
mom guilt yeah. and we hold on to it so deeply right it's it's crazy the pressure that is like and I, and sometimes i wonder like is it societal or is it just internal internally i feel like i have to be like this perfect mom but i'm like coming to terms with like i can't do everything perfectly i can't i can't give everything 100% like it's really hard to be like at work and be 100% only focused on work because you think about your kid or like your kid gets sick and you have to get them early because somehow moms end up being like the default parent. And then you're with your kid and you're still thinking about work. And like, it is really hard to be fully present on one thing at any given time. 1000%. I'm just like sitting here and like, I mean, I know people are listening to us, but I get the pleasure of like being able to talk to you face to face right now. And it's just like nodding because it's like, yeah, like that's, just what it is. And this is like the season of life that we're in. And it's like, when I go back to like burnout, it's like, what do you really want? Like, what are your priorities? Like, just pick three, just pick three. Like, you know, is it, is it, is it a clean home? But, but okay. If it's a clean home, let's like dive deeper. Like, you know, something that I, um, was really fortunate for a long time was, I had a nanny until my daughter was, uh, from the time she was two to just recently she retired and I went back to doing the full load of like everything at my house. And, um, when I took back on the responsibility of doing everything inside the house, I was like, okay, what are my priorities? And for me, it's make the beds in the morning and just make sure that the sink is clean everything else will find its time. And that has been so hard for me. Um, but I'm working on it because I cannot pick up toys all day long. Yeah. Uh, If somebody, like we talked about, if somebody's going to come over my house at two o'clock, they're gonna, they might walk, you know, or whatever, two o'clock on a Sunday is like, like, Honestly, like if anyone's listening, like, do not come over on a Sunday yeah. because my kids have been home since Friday afternoon. Yeah. You're going like, to like, whatever, like through the right? door. Like if, you know, if my dad's going to like drop off something that he like picked up from the grocery store, God bless him. Like he's always like running a quick errand. <laughs> it's, it's like, he's going to walk into a mess. Like it just is what it is because you can't like be fully present. You can't be the Martha Stewart mom. You can't have all of these things going on. You can't have soccer games and, and also pick up after your kids, like every two seconds. It's like, it's yeah. literally impossible. Um, and it's this guilt that we have on ourselves that if my house isn't clean, and this is something I talk about on Instagram, um, is like, if my house isn't perfectly clean, if my child doesn't go to bed on time, if my child does that, whatever, like, that doesn't mean I'm a bad mom. It just means my house is not clean. (laughs) Right. Exactly. It doesn't have to translate to your capacity and ability to be a mother, you know? So, um, yeah. And I think it's also about like women always apologize for things. Like I've been trying to make it a point when someone does come in and the house is messy to not be like, sorry for the mess. Cause you know, people will say that even when their house is like super tidy and perfect. So I'm like trying to get away from saying, sorry, trying to get away from saying yes to everything. Right. And then prioritizing because like, I want to work out more, but that is like, I cannot do that every day. Like, and it's really just a matter of my, me prioritizing something else ahead of it. 
And yeah, like you said, I have to just sit down and say like, what are the three or four most important things that I want to accomplish either today, this week, you know, this month and try and not do the ping pong thing in your brain where you're all over. Like, I feel like I'm doing a little bit of this task and then this one and then this and don't fully really do any one thing. <laughs> I just feel like a mess lately. I don't no, know. You know, it, the apologies, the apologizing thing is like so big. And um, actually as well, while you were talking, I was just thinking about like, there was this one time um, it was my friend's kid's birthday and I Venmoed them. <laughs> They were laughing so hard and they got the Venmo and then they called me. They're like, that was epic. And I was like, I don't know. I have no time. Like it's either I'm going to come to your kid's birthday party on time. Yeah. Um, which I think you would appreciate a lot more, or I stop off at target and I get them a gift that like is going to get opened and thrown away. And they were like, just come. And I was like, okay, that's great. And it kind of brings you back to like with your, with buying gifts for like the mother-in-law or whatever. It's like, you know, it's like, sometimes it just, just okay is good enough. Right. Right. And we do, we apologize. It's even like when you bump into somebody, you're like, Oh, I'm sorry. It's like, wait, but what came first, the chicken or the egg? Like, did they bump into me or did I bump into them? It's just a natural thing we say. Right. It's just like, Oh, I'm sorry. Um, it is funny though, that you brought up the clean, like apologizing, even when your house is clean. Cause I l- absolutely love the Instagram reels when the person is like, uh, your friend who always has a clean house and they're just like sitting on their sofa. And they're like, <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> my, my house is, you know, and some of that is, is, is like, and I'm not saying this about you, but in general, it's like seeking that validation. It's like when we moms think that we are like inherently bad and we just have like all this mom guilt, we're going to seek that av- validation, right? So I'm like, oh, don't worry, Sandra, your house yeah. is not clean. You're like, yeah. great, I'm doing a good job. Yeah. Um, and I'm totally guilty of all of those things. Um, you know, it's like, even when I buy people gifts, it's like, oh, don't worry. I just threw it together. And it's like, really, yeah. I've got it for like a week. Right. Um, like, why do we feel like we have to say that? Right. It's just, it's just in, it's inside of us to want to show up. And I think some of it goes back to anxiety too. Right. And I know you talk a lot about anxiety on your page. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, anxiety is both like super productive, um, and also all of the other things. But that productive side is like what keeps us going to work. Like, but it's that peace inside of us that has that little like fire to do good yeah. and be great. That drive. And, yeah. Right. So it's like it's it's twofold, right? Anxiety can slow you down, but it can also like speed you up. And I think as moms, with all the pressure of everything that we have to do and how we want to show up to the world like we're just walking around with like anxiety in our bellies and you know, it's showing up in so many different ways. Yeah, I absolutely agree. So anyways, basically motherhood is very hard. I think being a woman can be very hard. And I think it's just important to try to Share the load if you can. I guess tell us with your expert advice and as being a mom in the thick of it, what is your advice for when you're in the middle of feeling completely burnt out from mom life and just life in general? Like, how do you reset? 
like for me, I have a Xanax prescription. So when I get like this, I take half a Xanax and go to bed early and my husband takes the morning shift. And then I feel slightly reset. But for those of us that don't have a Xanax prescription, um, what is a healthy way to cope with burnout? I think it's taking inventory of like your life and like where you're at in the moment and then giving yourself empathy and checking some things off of your list. I think we're always putting things on our list and rarely do we look at what we have going on and think, what do I really have the capacity for? And how do I want to show up? Is it, um, you know, is it the clean house? Like, is that what I need right now? And sometimes that is what we need. I think like this decluttering movement online is like amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it started with like the Mario Kondo mm-hmm. method and, um, you know, and it's continued and there's so many amazing accounts out there. Because yeah, like I read the happiness project about I don't know, a few, like many, many years ago before like decluttering became really big. And I don't know if you've read that book, but she talks about like when she was in her book, she talks about when she was really unhappy in her life. One of the first things that she did was as a mom, she decluttered her space and, you know, I, I think we don't realize how much energy things have it toys, books, Mm -hmm. you know, like cups, bowls, whatever. And if you're feeling burnt out from like cleaning a lot, then like get rid of stuff. You will feel amazing if you declutter your kids' toys. Yeah. It's all the little stuff. It's like the tchotchkes. Like, I don't know if your son, he's two and a half. Like, I don't know if he's going to birthday parties from his daycare. Yeah. Um, But it's all the little stuff. It's like the little balls and the bags and all that. It's Mm -hmm. like, it adds up and it's, it is really overwhelming for a mom to be putting all that stuff. It takes two sec. It literally probably takes a mom like what, like 10 minutes to put stuff in one basket. It takes a child less than like 10 seconds to dump that basket. So if your basket is full with all of this stuff and you're constantly having to clean it up, like, yeah, you're going to feel burnt out. So maybe your priority right now is I'm not going to go to the birthday parties and I'm not going to say yes to all these, all this stuff. I'm going to legit spend two, three weeks and I'm going to declutter my house. And you will probably feel so much better after that. Yeah. But that was a great analogy though, right? Like it takes you 10 minutes to clean up the basket and it takes your child 10 seconds to dump it. So what do you do? You empty how much crap is in the basket, right? Like don't let there be so much to get like out of control, I guess. I don't know. That's where also like, if you can outsource, it's great, right. To hire someone to come clean or do grocery pickup, like things like that, or hand some of the load over to your partner if you can. Um, I think, yeah. And it ties back to what you were saying when you, when you had that conversation with your spouse and you were like, I have all of these things that I'm doing that I don't want to be doing. Like, how can I offload some of this? Yeah. And he was like, great. And you helped him and he helped you because he's like, I don't have to fold your clothes anymore. Great. There's 20 minutes back of my life. But you don't know until you have the conversation. And I think for a lot of couples, the, I don't want to, you know, use genders, but like, I think often the husband is the one that isn't doing as much of the housework. And like, they don't even sometimes realize how much you're doing until 
you actually tell them or you stop doing it and then they notice the things piling up, right? So it's like, they might not even know how much time every little task actually takes up out of your day. So yeah, if you can find a way to like split that load, that is so helpful. And also like maybe the number one priority for a mom is connection with her child. Maybe she's feeling or they're feeling like uh, so disconnected um, with their child. So it's like, okay, so then, so then maybe all of these other things that you're doing offload that, like take the other stuff, take that stuff off of your list, not focus so heavy on, you know, doing the laundry or saying yes to all the things or taking on more work commitments because you're, you're, you know, it's like, listen to your gut, right? It's like a mom's instinct is like to connect. Right. So it's like, when your kid is like popping their head up, like you were saying at bedtime and you're just like, ah, go to sleep. It's like, well, actually my priority and just like reminding yourself, it's so mental. It's like those internal affirmations of like, no, my priority is this moment. It's this connection. Everything else will wait. Right. Right. Like Like my presence with my child is my priority, not how clean the kitchen is. That does not like like raise the value of how good I am at motherhood. Right. And, and I think it's important to, I'm trying to take up this mentality of like a messy home can actually really mean like that a lot of play has been done here. Right. And that your children are fulfilled and loved and happy because you were just spending all Sunday playing with them rather than running around cleaning. So like not to be ashamed of that mess, but take pride in it because it means you had that quality time with your child, which is at the end of the day, the most important thing, I think for all of us, right? Because that's why we have kids. So yeah. Yeah. It's like, what's your priority? Is it, is it, you know, you're playing, excuse me, is it playing with your child or is it them watching the screen? Yeah. And sometimes it's okay if they're watching the screen, right? Like sometimes we need a break or we're in the mood to clean, right? But like to tell ourselves that it's okay if we're not, and it's okay if things from the to-do list get moved to the next week, right? Like we can't do it all. Every day I'm telling my husband, like there are not enough hours in the day. Like my drive is so high lately to do so many things between like my career, like what I'm doing here on Instagram, the fact that I want to work out and spend quality time with my child and like run errand, like all the things I want to do. And I'm like, there are not enough hours. So I don't know. I really exactly. prioritize better. Exactly. So it's like, if you, if your priority is your health and fitness right now, and you don't have somebody there to watch your son, then like, like you said, like, it's okay that he's on the screen. If that's going to keep him safe for 30 minutes, so you can, you know, get on your bike or whatever and not to like, really be like, I, and this is something I'm working on myself is like, I made a decision I'm drawing a line in the sand mentally and I'm sticking to it. It's like, you know, it's like, I'm going to whatever, declutter the pantry. Um, So my kids are going to watch a movie and I'm not going to feel guilty about it because I made the decision that this is something I want to prioritize right now. So it's like I talked about, it's like offloading that mental load. And I actually recently launched writing blogs and something I just wrote about was like three common mom triggers. Um, And one piece of advice that I put into that was 
give yourself more time. That is probably the best way to catch up on your life is just like give yourself more time. So it's like if, you know, bedtime is at seven and it takes him an hour to fall asleep, start bedtime at 630 if you can. Just give yourself more time. Give yourself a little bit more grace because inevitably things are going to come up and we are going to get triggered. But when you give yourself the grace, like I you know, instead of being like, I need to get the laundry done and it needs to be done in the next two days. The laundry can be done over the course of a week. That's okay. You can give your, it's okay to give yourself more time to get done all of the things. Um, cause the world's not going to give you time, right? It's like you said, I need more time in the day. So it's like, you just give yourself more time, but do less things. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like when I was doing laundry, I would just pull clean clothes out of the dryer and my husband was like, Oh my God, like we can't live like this. I'm going to take over. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, if gosh, if my husband wasn't here, I don't know how I would keep up with things. <laughs> I think this is so fabulous that like we got on to talk about so many things and we ended up just talking about like the load, like you were like the visible yeah. load of motherhood of just the guilt, the shame, the internal pressure to just like be this thing that we just cannot be and just accepting who we are versus who we want to be right it's like yeah it's just not achievable I feel like it's never going to be enough but yeah there's There's going to be something to do yeah and like you were and like you were saying you were talking about um your son is not even doing activities yet. So it's like, what's that going to be like when you add that on? Right. No, I'm literally so tired right now. <laughs> like I'm yeah. so tired. I, I feel burnt out. I didn't really know how you define mom burnout. And I don't know that it's like specifically mom burnout. I literally feel like I just have like life burnout right now. <laughs> and being a mom just takes up so much space in that, but I'm just tired. I think so many moms listening probably feel the same way. And there really is no real solution other than like you have enough money to outsource literally every task on your to-do list. Like a personal assistant would be really helpful to have. (laughs) (laughs) But even when you have a personal assistant, like I actually know a lot of moms who have like mommy helpers and they have the nanny and they have all of these things, but sometimes they live with so much internal guilt that they're not showing up because they're so busy working and doing all the other stuff. So it's like what we were talking about. It's like, there's no winning. You can't win. Right. It's just being okay with where you're at right now and understanding your capacity and having empathy for yourself. If the world won't give it to you, you just give yourself that grace and just accept what you are capable of in this season of your life. Yeah, that's beautiful. And it's going to change and shift with every season. I love that. So we will all take a deep breath and give ourselves more grace, delete some things off the to-do list and pull our outfit tomorrow out of the dryer. (laughs) I love that, Sandra. Thank (laughs) Thank you so much for having me on. Yes. Please tell the listeners where they can find you and how they can access your PDF. 
Um, sure. I am Ina Kashani, but I go as motherhood therapy on Instagram. Um, so if you just type in motherhood therapy, there I am. And there's a link in my bio for the burnout freebie. Perfect. Well, thank you again for being here. And I'm sure we'll chat many more times in the future. Thanks for tuning in. For more, follow along on Instagram at my best mom friend. I'll see you again next time.